You know, as different as everything seems this holiday season, one thing still holds true year after year. Everybody loves holiday scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery. And with tickets available from $1 to $20, they're the perfect gift for anyone on your list 18 years or older. So, stay safe this year and play it safe with your gift-giving. Give scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Please play responsibly. Ho, 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 ho. You know, as different as everything seems this holiday season, one thing still holds true year after year. Everybody loves holiday scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery. And with tickets available from $1 to $20, they're the perfect gift for anyone on your list 18 years or older. So, stay safe this year and play it safe with your gift-giving. Give scratch-offs from the ho, 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 Ohio Lottery. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Please play responsibly. You're listening to Castrol CarCast on Podcast One. Well, we take a deep dive into the 510 realm and we also uh talk about the super legero aston martin that oh, uh, yeah. uh, matt's driving around what a piece 350k first geico right man yeah maybe you own your home or you rent your home either way it can be a lot of work but you know it's easy and that's bundling your policies with geico geico makes it easy to bundle your homeowners or renters insurance along with your auto policy and that's a good thing because you have so much to do around your home already so just go to Geico.com, get a quote, and see how much you could save. It's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. That's Geico.com. All right. All right. We've got a good show planned. Let's get started. Yeah, get it on. Got to get it on. No choice. We got Amanda. Get on. Welcome to CarCast. It's all things uh, automobiles and beyond. I'm Adam Kroll over here. That's Matt, the moderator, DeAndrea, over there. Uh, Matt, what, uh, what are you driving? Oh, driving the uh, Aston Martin DBS Superleggero. It's this uh, beautiful Pentland green with a chestnut interior. It's sort of a brown and tan interior. But uh, this, uh, this dark metallic green is uh is fantastic yeah it's beautiful it's a 345 as tested uh 354 thousand oh i get yeah i got 345 as tested on my thing but either way it's 350 yeah either way it's it's it it's base price is about 310,000 they and the Superleggero has, it swaps out a lot of the aluminum body panels on the DB11 for carbon fiber. Now, you can also get a carbon fiber roof and optional titanium exhaust. And if you, if you get everything, the weight savings for the Superleggero uh, is 100. I guess. Oh, all right, go ahead. It's 140 pounds. It's, it's 159 for everything. But here, here's a, here's a number you can guess is what do you... What do you think a DB11 weighs, and what do you think this car weighs as a lightweight? Well, we're laughing because we we're laughing talking about this the other day, which yeah. is you know super leggero. Just I mean super light, 
And it's funny because comedian Natasha Legero is a miniature person. Like she's got to be <laughs> 102 pounds. So uh, the Legero works for her. Um, this is a big front engine GT cruiser. And this thing's got a lump that's 12 cylinders and it's got what twin turbos on it. So, I mean, yeah, the engine itself has to weigh a lot. Um, and Aston Martins are not light cars per se. So I'm going to say that, God, can it, it, I'll, I'll cry if it's over 4,000 pounds. I was saying to you when I was hiking the other day on the trail uh, that I thought like 38 and change. Uh, now, the way you're couching it is it's going to be 4,275 pounds because you're we're laughing about it but i'll say realistically i'll go uh 38 uh you would be wrong it is uh the db11 is 42 22 oh so it's right and Four, and depending on whether you get all the bits and pieces is around 4100 pounds so uh but i will tell you this the DB11 is 600 horsepower. The, the DBS, 715. The mm-hmm. DB11, 0 to 60 in 3.6. The DBS, 3.2. And only a 100-something pound difference. But it does feel different to me. It still feels like a big car. It feels heavy. But this feels like a fast car. And now we're, we're getting into the world of GT cars being really fast. You know, well, we've seen 700 plus horsepower. I know. And it, it scoots along. And it, 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 uh, it, is, uh, it is really impressive. It, the DB11, as much as I like it, it, was a little soft. The styling, a little soft. The engine, the power is a lot of power, but just not as much uh, uh, for a car that weighs that much. And the DBS solves all of that. Now, it solves it all for an extra, I don't know, $80,000 or $100,000, but uh, uh, it's, a, it's nice. This thing yeah. is, uh, is great. You, you know, you can, you can tune the suspension, uh, sport mode, sport plus mode, normal mode. Um, the sound system is great. The exhaust note sounds great. The exhaust note sounds great, but not as good as the previous DBS, which was naturally aspirated. Their well, 12 cylinder yeah. naturally aspirated always is going to be better. It's a great looking car. It's uh, kind of tough looking. It's kind of husky, kind of broad stance and shoulders. Um, I, uh, you know, when you initially got it, you described it to me as gray. But but now seeing it in the sunlight, it's a like a real f- hunter green. Yeah, yeah, kind of color. It, g- green, yeah. Which is yeah. a good good color on that car. So it's a ton of car, and I guess the question is, is I don't know how much more car does everyone need now? I don't want to sound like my mom, but now you're seven hundred horsepower, everything. I mean, I guess it's about bragging rights. I guess it's about being seen. You know. Uh, at a certain point, there's, you know, obviously the car can do way more than the driver. Yeah, I always kind of liken it to the guy likes walking around in the Rolex watch, which is good to 100 meters in depth. And it's like, when are you going 100 meters? <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. you're going to the, you know, you're going to the uh, pool bar 
in Maui, but 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 we all like that guy's watch, right? I mean, yeah. it's kind, kind of that. It's a cool watch. We're glad it can do what it can do. And kind of the reason why it looks like what it looks like is because it can do what it can do. I'm trying to think of like what car, like at what price range is the performance good enough that you can stop at that performance you know what i mean well like if you threw out the status and you threw out the uh prestige and the bragging rights like where what car i mean yeah like i look i'm i'm gonna sound uh there here's something you didn't think ever come out of my mouth there's there's mustangs that you can load up for fifty seven thousand dollars and that's that's all you need you don't need to go <laughs> you don't need to go past that right you you could you could you could get almost a, a, a C8 Corvette for 60. Now, nobody's going to order it for 60. It's very base model, but let's say, uh, well, I can tell you that uh, Edmonds, Alistair Weaver over at Edmonds, through, uh, Edmonds ordered up two cars to compare and they got a GT500 and a Corvette C8 and they got them both outfitted in that eighty dollars to $85,000 range. And both mm-hmm. of those things are animals. Right. You know, but, right. but for the Aston Martin, you, uh, on some level, there's the, uh, the Ferrari Superfast, the 812 Superfast. I think uh, it's probably in that price range. I think it's in that price range. Um, that one, I'm not sure, but that's kind of what they're going after. But in my mind, Bentley Continental GT. The yeah. new Bentley Coupe is kind of what you would cross shop this thing for. Um, but do you want sort of the sportier version or do you want sort of the Beverly Hills version? I and, love that uh, badass Bentley. That thing is a monster. I, I love, you know, if you ever see those guys racing, those Bentleys and race trim are awesome. I would just get it in a British racing green and put a red leather interior in it. And that's just, there's something cool. I don't know why, but there's something cool about a racing car that's it's known i mean it's heritage is in racing but since we've been alive it's not been known as a race car but there's something there's something about it if you look at the if you look at a picture of the b1 bomber the b1 bomber is a bomber but it's it's architecture is like a fighter so it's this big plane it's a big plane that kind of looks like a fighter, but it's a mm-hmm. bomber. And that's, there's something kick-ass about something that is physically like big, but sort of set up like, like, like that car set up like a sports car, even though it's a big car. Yeah. And, and I don't know. There's just, I've always been into that. Aston Martin kind of does that, you know, Bentley kind of does that. That's, that's not Porsche's game, you know? Right. Yeah. And not, and it's funny because the week before that was the Lotus Evora GT that I drove. You couldn't be any more opposite. I mean, both, you know, special and both British and both fast, but one is tiny and 3,100 pounds and, and a blast to drive, but tough to get in and out of. And then the Aston Martin is super easy to drive and big and heavy, but also well, incredibly fast. <laughs> let's talk about that Lotus because we we talked about that for a while too, and we're trying to kind of figure out, you know, the catch twenty two for all these cars is you get them to a certain, they're at a certain price point. You like the car, you think it's interesting. You, you there's there's 
there's things about it that you like and they perform relatively well and so on and so forth. But then at some point you go, how much? And then as soon as you say how much, there's six other cars you're looking at. And yeah. now, now the question is not, do you like this car or do you think it handles well or whatever? It's like, how does it compare to the six other cars that it's either the same price as more expensive than or just a little bit shy of? And once you open it up, look, I mean, it, the same holds true for, I don't know, houses or wives or whatever. What it, it, Once you open up that field, you kind of go, oh, well, now there's other options. And some of those things are pretty cool. And they're not powered by a Toyota power plant like the Avora yeah, is. And, and at 100 grand, like we just... We just mentioned Mustangs and Corvettes that are under 100 grand. You can get them for 100, but you can also get them for less. And well, uh, I, I don't know, Porsche came in, a BMW M4. It's, a BMW, yeah, M4. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I'll, Audi. Well, I'll, I'll tell you, I'll tell you my, my take. First, I'll tell you real quick about JB Weld Epoxy Adhesives brand, adhesive brands we use around here. DIYers trust it, and they've been trusting it for uh, 50 years plus. JBWeld.com. You can get it at AutoZone, Vance Auto Parts, O'Reilly, Walmart, Amazon, Michaels, Home Depot, everywhere. JBWeld. Um, as I told you on the phone when we were walking and talking cars, the only reason you get that Lotus is to say you have the Lotus and to pull up into cars and coffee and be driving something different than other people are driving. I don't, mm-hmm. you're not going to go, you're not going to go out on the track and whoop up on any of those guys and any of these other cars we're discussing. It'll probably be the opposite effect. Um, you're not going to buy it, hang, hang on to it for four years and then sell it and turn a tidy profit. You're just going to buy it because you're either super loyal to the Lotus brand or, um, yeah, you or, want to be one of the only guys rolling up in the Lotus. Well, <laughs> look, I'm. There is definitely something to be said for that. Like, if you at the end of the day, these cars all work. They're all quick enough. They all handle good enough. And they all stop good enough. It's it's kind of about having something that's that's interesting and and having that piece. I I I got a text from. Uh, Troy Ermish, our Dotson 510 friend. You guys, if you listen to the show, probably know Troy. Um, does all that great work, really good racer, so on and so forth. He just sent me this old black and white picture of my different drummer 510 at some weird race from from years ago. And uh, I was like, oh, yeah, that's thanks. Cool pick. But I was like, yeah, that's my car. There's a bunch Mm -hmm. of 510s out there, but there's not a bunch of different drummer 510s. And you kind of want the story and the bragging rights. And if you pull up to a Cars and Coffee, I think you kind of want, you want to pull up in your one of one. And obviously, if you drive an old race car, then it will be one of one. And people can say, well, this is a Mustang or this is a Porsche that I breathed on. You know, that's true. But if you pull up in that Lotus Avore, you're probably going to be the only guy there in that Lotus, right? Yeah, you will. And don't get me wrong. It's super fun to drive. It's incredibly fun. And it has a very satisfying 
click to it when you shift the manual transmission. First of all, it's manual, so that's great. And uh, I, when I interviewed the the designer last week, Goldberg and I had him on uh, had him on the show. He was saying, yeah, yeah, in the U.S., the cars have a, a shifter boot on it. I go, yeah, but it sounds like it's got a click, almost like a steel gate. He goes, yeah, that's the mechanism that's doing it. It's very mechanical. And he said, but in Europe, they have the cars without a shifter boot on them. They just show the raw mechanism. And I was like, oh, I want to take the boot off on this thing now. I just want to show it the way it is. Uh, you know, as much as it's not that effective, but uh, the gated shifter is still kind of the coolest, right? Yeah, it is. And I don't think this is exactly that, um, but their mechanism does have that that sound to it. I And I see what he's saying. Like, hey, here, the, you know, the car is $100,000 here. We like to get in it and go, oh, for a hundred grand, I want to see some Alcantara and I want to see some leather and I want to see whatever. And, uh, and if you got in and it didn't even have a shifter boot on it and it just showed a kind of a raw uh, mechanism, people would be like, yeah, I don't know what's going on here. Where I don't know. I think, I, I, I think guys like you and me and maybe people that are buying that car would be okay with it. I think you kind of want to see the mechanical nature of it, but interesting that they just did it differently here and in, uh, in, in the UK when they saw them. I, uh, you know, I was talking to Mike August uh, as we taped this, and uh, they basically, he's out in Orange County, and they're talking about opening up Orange County, and I mm-hmm. think the city council in Orange County is going to defy the governor and open up the beaches and blah, 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 so that that should be a shit show, but Texas is opening, you know, Atlanta. Yeah, Georgia Goldberg was just opening. saying the same thing. Goldberg was saying that. Okay, so mm-hmm. this is kind of what I'm talking about as we head into Monterey, I do sort of believe things were prematurely scrubbed. I I really do. I think we're going to open this thing up. I think we're going to get some real time examples of states and cities and beaches and places when they open up, like what it could be like if it was open up. And with Monterey car week being in the middle of August, like we're going to have some lead time. Like, and I know they needed more lead time and I know sponsorship. Um, yeah, and I, the, the business I, I, side of it. You're right. They, I know they, everything, but I feel, and I kept saying to you, like, I felt like by the middle of May or the end of May, we'd have a real good idea how things were shaking out. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Texas has been open for a week or something. They say it's going to take about two weeks to kind of see what the effect is. Um, I don't see anything. I, I just don't see it. I don't see that surge. I've not been hearing reports about it. I know the news is all doom and gloom. I think they pulled the plug too quick on all those those events. And because if you get to the end of May, if you really think about it, we're going to know a ton by the end of May. Like we're going to know all how the Sweden experiment worked out. Basically, Texas been opened Georgia being reopened, you know, Orange County beaches, blah, blah, blah. And that would have given Monterey like a full two and a half months a lead time. And I, I, I felt like they pulled the plug prematurely. I'm sure that they could explain to me why, why they did it. But, God, it'd be nice if they hadn't pulled the plug so goddamn soon. Also, I think I'm optimistic. I think that vintage race is going to be on. I, I don't 
I think once you open Orange County beaches and once you open Texas and all that kind of stuff and you look at it, and you have a number of weeks to look at it. Why wouldn't you have that race on? Yeah, now it, it is far enough out, I still think, that uh, – and they said they aren't going to really make the announcement until end of May, early June. So if they have, if they have themselves another month to, before they have to decide, business-wise, like you said, with sponsors and everything else, so they give themselves another month as other things start to open up uh, – in in the next 30 days i i think i think you're right i think it's looking a little bit more like it, it could happen i'm a little more optimistic about it now than i was before but i was always looking at it from a business standpoint it's always been can they get the sponsors can they get the ticket sales what will they have to do that they limit the amount of people to go to the track and i think uh when uh Loxmana looked it up a couple of weeks ago he said they would have to limit the amount of cars. It wouldn't be the full 550 cars, maybe 450 or something. And, and who knows? Maybe that changes. Um, and then do they – do? is there going to be fewer spectators? Do they limit that? Is, you know, like who, who knows how they end up doing it? But as far as the track event, I think it would be fine. I think it would be fine. Yeah, I, I – well, what, what's going to be the difference really between the infield there and an Orange County beach in July, you know? Well, that's kind of what I'm saying. It's like we're not piling everybody into restaurants. I mean, I guess locally, if the restaurants are open, you get people to the restaurants. But the event itself, the track event, being outside like that and uh, is takes a lot out of it. Like, unless you're walking around spitting on people, like, you know, it, everything just sort of atomizes in the air much quicker. You know, which yeah, is different they, than, a, than yeah, a sneeze they, or anything else. Right? They like, say, well, Dr. Drew says there's no real cases of, of this thing being passed back and forth out outdoors. It's an indoor thing. So uh, hopefully we'll be good. Hopefully we'll know a lot more. We'll keep our fingers crossed. Yeah. And this will enable us to bring a different car and run in a different run group if we so choose, um, which would be yes. interesting. Yeah, I I. I like that. Do you, do you have some thoughts? You and I spoke a little bit about maybe the different drummer 510, maybe the the Porsche 911, the 1974 911 S that been that Sean's been doing the wing on. Right. Um the Porsche maybe uh that run group is a Saturday race group and the 5 10 group as a Sunday race group and we normally like to build the schedule around the Saturday race group because of uh, all the other functions and going to Pebble Beach on Sunday and having some champagne and driving home at the end of the day uh, and all that kind of stuff versus at the track <laughs> all, all day on, on, sat on Sunday um, with Pebble Beach canceled God, I still feel like, gee, I think we're going to, here's my prediction. We're going to get to that goddamn, we're going to show up at that track on uh, Thursday or Friday for the race. We're going to be walking around and we're going to be going, 
these guys pulled the fucking plug way too early on. So let's just go. Let's just go to Pebble Beach. You and I will walk around with some uh, champagne yeah, and loafers and on. And people are like, what are they doing in our backyard? We'll go. They could have <laughs> fucking had the quail. They could have done the quail. We'll just to. show up to all the events, whether they're happening or not. Yeah. So um, they're, uh, I, I pray they don't pull the plug on the race. We can go on Sunday. We can... Um, run in our run group because with no quail and no pebble beach and no italiano concourse and none of the other ancillary events going on then all we have is the track so who cares if you qualify on saturday or qualify on friday or race on sunday or race on saturday like it doesn't really matter at that at that point we're just there and we'll be we'll be hanging out there if there was ever an opportunity to to bring two cars for two run groups this would probably be it yeah it would and also um the other thing with the different drummer car is those revolution was it revolution i think it was revolution made those mag wheels on that thing uh i think it was sterling oh sterling sorry revolution's another wheel wheel company uh yes sterling um so it's interesting, which is most of those cars run the mini lights or they run the Panasports or the, whatever. There's a few different 13-inch rims for those cars. Mm-hmm. But it's pretty much mini lights or Panasports all the way across the board. And that car is the only 510 I've, I've ever seen that had a rim sponsorship and ran a five-spoke rim. And yeah. it's, it's kind of a cool piece. I've not seen, well, you tell me, but I'm sure there's some of it out there, but I haven't seen a lot of five-spoke, four-lug layouts. You know, it's usually the Datsuns are all four-lug, four-spoke, and I feel like Porsche's five-lug and five-spoke and maybe some of the aftermarket thing like Kragers and stuff like that. I mean, I know there's some Kragers with some four-lug configurations, but... This is this weird rim that looks pretty cool by all accounts of the from the pictures we can make of them, but doesn't exist. We, yeah. And normally you could throw on some mini lights or throw on some Panasports and nobody would give a shit because the car was sponsored by Budweiser, you know, but this car was sponsored by this rim company. So if you're not running the rims it was sponsored by, it seems weird to me, right? Yeah. I'm going to, uh, I'm going to send uh, Chris a couple quick uh, photos of the rim. They're, they're, we, we had to dig into them to find them a little while. And uh, so, uh, Chris, I'm emailing you a couple photos so we can see it and put it up on the screen as well for people that want to watch the, uh, so the, I'm the just, video for this. I'm just going to have to, I mean, we're just going to have to have that rim made, obviously. And then the question is, is how hard is it to make a rim or how expensive is it to make a rim? And the, the answer is expensive. Making anything, just making any, you know, I always tell people, if you can find it at Ikea, go get it. Yeah, you know, right. If, if you want me to build it for you, not that I'm in that <laughs> business, but if you want someone to build it for you, it's going to be expensive. If you yeah. can just go get it, go get it. It'll be a lot cheaper. You you can make it, right? Everything will be made. But believe it or not, this is not the easiest wheel to make. So the first image 
that uh, that Chris is bringing up is the cast version before it's drilled out. And then the second photo is the finished wheel. Um, so. Well, it's got some interesting angles to it, right? Yeah. I mean, the spokes aren't just straight. Are they or are they? Are they symmetrical? They, they, they look symmetrical. Um, but what's interesting is... Yeah, so in that photo, they are. But see, the thickness of the spoke, we don't know. Um, the depth of it, maybe that's the right term. The depth of it is what would make a billet version of it complicated because you have to use a very thick piece of billet to get that depth. Um, and this where and where it attaches, this barrel that's in the inside, it's a very interesting wheel. That's, it's, it's actually pretty unique because it's cast they were able to do this and if we went and made a set of wheels like we you know talked to brad fanshaw and 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 he machined these one off out of out of billet it would not i don't think it would be easy you'd have to either make a couple of adjustments to the rim and get close mm -hmm. or it would be very expensive well, okay, so let's uh, let's break it down. It, it looks like the hoop looks like a standard um, Panasport-type 13-inch hoop. I don't know if we're looking at a 13-inch rim there, but the, the hoop is pretty normal. The hoop isn't the hoop. I mean, it's cast, but I'm saying. Then, then there's five spokes, and the five spokes kind of start, kind of, start thin they're thin on the outside and widen up toward the back of the rim they're almost a tri triangle shape it's it's really an interesting unique piece and uh we'll put it up at carcastshow.com is that we're going to put it up yeah we can put it up there and uh uh it's this finished wheel photo um the round center section uh on the outside of the lugs looks like it's got flat spots on it see how it like but if you go to the previous photo before it's machined, it's it's fairly round. So now I, I'm starting to think there's something with the photo. See how now it looks outside where the spokes would meet the lugs looks round. Well, no, I think it still has the 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 triangular sort of shape to it. It's hard to tell. Look, I don't, well, I don't want to bore everyone, but here's what I'm <laughs> saying. Um, this, if anyone's listening and knows where a set of these rims are. Um, yeah. 13 by sevens, I guess, is what you'd want. Uh, I could use a, a pair or a set, but uh, they probably don't. They don't seem to exist. If they do exist, they're probably magnesium, and that's not safe to run. Anyway, uh, there's no aftermarket repops of these things, and that's that's that. Now, we were looking at a picture, one that looked like it was machined and stuff, so I don't know if that was a more modern version of it, had a five-lug uh, pattern but either way we have to get a set of these made because the car was sponsored by this company that's all it says on the car is yeah. is that so we need we need that number one number two we don't have to be bang on we have to be close but we don't need to be bang on and the reason we don't need to be bang on is because there is no a to compare b2 i don't think there's anybody who's going to know what those rims look like they're not going to go oh that doesn't look like uh oh sorry what was it not a revolution uh uh sterling 
Yeah, that, that's not a Sterling Ram. I know Sterling Rams. Like, is there anybody, have you ever seen, well, you haven't studied it like I've studied it, but I have looked at the rims and tires of 200,000 510s, Roadsters, 610s, 710s, uh, BMW 2002s, I've, uh, uh, GTAs, GTV, Alvis. Like, I have stared at those rims. I, you, God knows how many rims I've stared at, and I've never seen that configuration. I've never even seen a five-spoke layout at a racetrack have you on one of those cars no i i don't recall ever seeing it and and these these rims are i i what i like about them is 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 they don't really look like much of anything else even other five-spoke rims that are out there these are these are kind of special so i think if we were able to create these i mean finding it would be great but if we can create them or reproduce them and and uh somehow and again we could talk to we could talk to brad about it as well um it it would be it'd be an interesting it would be a standout feature for for the vehicle and like you said it's not just because you're trying to match up a photo uh it was a sponsor on the vehicle so now it becomes an important part of it i think in a, i think a billet version um, we can we can match the textures. We can get very close to it. I think the shape and the depth we can get very close uh, to does it a, as well. Does anybody? Yeah, you can see the old five spoke. It's really cool. Um, we also need a camel sticker that's kind of missing from the lower door. Much easier um, to make. <laughs> <laughs> much much less expensive. But let me ask you this. Um, if we were able so presumably they sold a few units of these rims presumably right Mm -hmm. and presumably there's a few that are floating around out there but they're magnesium and they're old and they're not safe to run what about casting what about if you could get a clean example of one of these rims in magnesium I would I would say uh, casting is a different issue. But however, if somebody is listening and has the rim, I don't care what diameter because maybe there was a thirteen, maybe it was a fourteen or whatever. Even if you have one that we can borrow, that's a game changer because now we can digitally scan it, and when we go to reproduce it. Uh, we can get much more accurate and do it. So even if somebody, I did that on the truck, I did it on my lightning. We took the original wheel and we scanned it and we made a billet version. It's not exactly the same, but that's where we started. So if somebody had one of these that we could borrow, you know, we'll, we'll we'll pay, we'll we'll pay to ship it to us, wrap it up all good. And we'll, we'll scan it and we'll ship it back if you're not local. And Mm -hmm. uh, that would be a huge difference. That'd well, be a big help. <laughs> what about um but what about casting? Is that something that people do? I, I think so, but now we there's gonna be typically there's gonna be a minimum order. Um I don't think it's gonna be less money than uh than doing one off billet set. 
I think it would cost more money, but yeah. would would it yield us a few sets that we can sell to some people that want them? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Like, how do you try to make back? Because you're because you're going to end up with twenty sets of wheels or fifty sets of wheels. Well, what the hell are you, you know, going to do with it? <laughs> listen, I don't. I really don't know enough about metallurgy to to tell you, but it would seem to me, and I've done some. I have talked to some guys about some casting in the past. It would seem to me that if you actually physically had a clean representation of a 13 by seven inch rim, that you might be, you might be able to cast that at a, at a, at a, at a cost that wasn't. Now, look, here's my point. Everything's going to be expensive. Like the question is, is doing the billet style, would that be four grand and doing the casting, would that be cheaper than four grand? It's not like the casting's going to be $1,100. The casting's going to be $4,000. I don't, but the question is, is which one's cheaper? They're both going to be expensive. I, I just don't know. And I'm sure someone, Ooh, we got a clean, pretty clean. Oh yeah. Save that. Photo rim. Too. We need to see that photo. It's a it's, photo back to me. It's really interesting. Cause every, every angle you look at this thing, it looks different. Look how deep those spokes now look. Those right. spokes look like that's different. The photo we're looking at that uh, we passed around with Jim, who, who, who restored the car for you. Those spokes are going almost all the way out to the edge, almost all to the lip of the barrel. Right. Yeah. And what we're looking at is, is not the same. And that's, the, that's the wheel. That's the, that's the, tough this is wheel. a cool, this is a cool uh, looking rim. Also, this is when the car had the weird spoiler on the back, which I could never really fully figure out. I, I could never figure out, is it sheet metal with like a little canard and some braces kicking down? I never saw, I can only, I've never saw a picture with the thing. Um, but I'd like to, Chris can blow up that back spoiler. Maybe we can look. Also, let's not sleep on the look, which is the, all. I love these old pictures because there was always a dude. He was wearing a tight tank top and he had it tucked into jeans and a big oh, yeah. leather belt. That's a good <laughs> look. Tank top tucked in tight trucker's hat and a leather, like a wide leather belt. All right, yeah. let me hit JB Weld and uh, Chris can try to blow up that back because we're trying to figure, I've been trying to figure that one out for a while. JB Weld DIY projects, man. You want to get through some of these now that you're uh, stuck in the house. Uh, you want to avoid the expensive repairs. I was just using the JB Weld uh, one part super glue type on a serving tray I had. Big or small repairs, um, home or garage, ordinary household glue. Well, it's ordinary people. You don't want that. It needs to be strong. There's no better choice than JB Weld. I use, we use all their stuff at the shop. I use all the stuff here on the job site. Uh, I've always used JB Weld back before that, way before their sponsors, I used JB Weld. Um, I used to use the, the JB Weld to uh, repair like, you know, little holes and mufflers or exhaust or something like that. Uh, now they make everything. All the glues are great. I was using the two-part epoxy on some trim panels in the in the truck, and then I used a little bit of their uh, their quick set glue, like the super glue kind of stuff. It's good stuff. Yeah, metal, wood, plastic, whatever you need to glue. 
Don't glue it. JB Weld it. It's available at jbweld.com, Home Depot, Lowe's, AutoZone, Advanced Auto Parts, O'Reilly, Walmart, and it just keeps going from there. So yeah, that weird back, it, it's the only, it's the only 510 I've ever seen that has a back spoiler. When I say spoiler, am I using that term correctly, Matt? I, I, I think so. I think uh, wing. wing or spoiler is fine. Um, maybe it's a front spoiler and a rear wing. But anyway, it's got a rear wing on it, which is weird to me. It looks like it might have a kind of piano hinge in the front and then sheet metal coming out about six inches and then a sort of canard on the side and an adjustable yeah, one like of those rod end. adjustable rod end things to change the height of the thing. And it looks like it probably says Sterling along the mag wheel company or something along the back, if that uh, makes sense. And then looks like it has a little, I don't know, metal trim at the end. But have you ever seen a 510 with a rear wing? No, I can't tell. Is that white leaning edge up? Is it like a little gurney flap? Yeah, and I think it says Sterling Wheels. I see the ELS. Yeah. Uh, underneath. And then I think it's got like a little gurney flap. And you're right. It has these side uh, uh, canards, these side like winglets at the end. Yeah. And it looks like an adjustable rod. So maybe it's just uh, aluminum. Aluminum with, yeah, some, I don't know if the piano hinge thing goes all the way across or it's just a, uh, a, a, you know, in a couple of areas. I don't know. That's typically, images, but. typically when you'd look at those, typically when you'd look at some of those uh, Nissan race cars I have or Newman race cars that had that sort of sheet metal rear wing, the front was a continuous what we call piano hinge, meaning a hinge that just goes all <laughs> the way across, you know, and then tilted up in the back and then adjustable in the back. I guess the idea was if you just put a hinge on the right side and the left side, air could get under it and pull it up or whatever in the middle or whatever that thing is. So they just went with a continuous hinge. Yeah, I was just thinking if, if the trunk isn't perfectly flat, and the hinge went all the way across, it may bind. Yeah, I think there's a little of, I, I think you can, I've. Like I'm not a well-built one. <laughs> it's got I've, little gaps. I, I, I've used, <laughs> I've used piano hinges in building, you know, uh-huh. and like a piano hinge, you can buy like a four foot piano hinge and just kind of cut it to whatever length you want. And it's pretty sloppy. Like it's got some flex in it. It could bow a little bit or dip in a little bit and still kind of. Still kind of work. Well, anyway, send that picture to Sean Maxipata. Tell him to get on. Tell the him new that's the next tail. wing he's going to make. Yeah, it's yeah. the next wing. Tell him to make some wheels while he's at it. If somebody had though that picture that you just had up there, Chris, that's the picture we need to put it out there. If anybody has uh, even just one of those sterling bags hanging on a wall or, or turned into a coffee table, um, <laughs> we'd love to borrow it because <laughs> we yeah. need to scan it or something. We can scan it, measure it, photograph it, uh, and uh, we'll, we'll return it to you. Well, I, uh, I'm much appreciation and gratitude. I say that car's got to get the wing on the back and the and the wheels on the road. Yeah, because that's what that's why that car is really one off. That car also has a brass tag. 
on the roll cage, which means it ran in Trans Am, 2.5 Trans Am, for a little bit. So uh, we got that working for us. Uh, but I, I think that tail's got to go on, right? I think so. I mean, we got to find some more photos. It'd be great. I mean, I think we can get pretty close, even just based off that. You'd have to just, you know, m- make your interpretation of it. But uh, but I think you can get get pretty close to that. So we will uh, keep you guys posted. But I think it'd be fun to run in that class because cars are a little more bunched up. It's a little more, I won't call mm-hmm. it more competitive. They're, the cars are a little bit slower, but nobody has a big horsepower advantage in that particular race. It, it seems like mostly all 510s and some Lotuses and, uh, you know, BMW 2002s and things like that. Um, I think that's a good, that's a fun class to run in. That car would be a fun car to bring out there. No one has seen that thing in years. I don't know how long when the last time that thing raced was, but it's certainly pretty much a basket case when I got it. So um, that would be a fun piece for, for people to see at that track. Yeah, I would agree. I think it'd be, and uh, it runs strong. Things sounds good. Yeah. Well, you know, Jim builds a great car. All right. Uh, let's see. You can pre-order my book. I'm your emotional support animal. That's uh, available for pre-order at Amazon. And we just finished uh, the audio version of it and all that. So enjoy that. Uh, you can go to our YouTube page, youtube.com slash Adam Pearl, and watch uh, some free stand-up. You're feeling little blue and shut in go ahead and check that out matt what do you got uh hopefully more cars to be tested i'll give you uh, some more information about the uh, aston martin i'll post pictures up on my social media at motorator so until next time sam crawl for matt the motorator deandrea saying keep the air in the spare and the bag in the wheel for the latest updates and call-in times, follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at CarCast Show. If you'd like to write in, fill out the form on CarCastShow.com. And don't forget to give us a nice rating on iTunes. CarCast is a Corolla Digital production and is produced by Chris Loxamana. For more information, visit CarCastShow.com. guys thanks so much for listening we've got a fun show for you next week as well and uh, before we wrap it up a reminder about geico whether you own your home or rent your home it can be a lot of work but bundling your policies with geico is easy geico makes it easy to bundle your homeowners or renters insurance along with your auto policy and that's a good thing because you have so much to do around your home already just go to geico.com get a quote and see how much you could save It's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. That's Geico.com. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
There once was a woman, a host with the most, with plenty of Coca-Cola for a holiday toast. She headed out to share a Coke with friends in town, but outside the door was a gift on the ground. So she reached inside and read the letter. Have a Coke, old friend, because together tastes better. This season, say thank you to family, friends, or neighbors by sharing an ice cold Coke. Because sharing brings us together, and we know together tastes better. Pick up a Coke at your nearest Meyer and share it today.